0: So upgrade your kitchen and replace those old rusted hand-me-downs with bold, beautiful, long-lasting pieces from Great Jones. Get started today at greatjones.com and get an extra 15% off your first order with promo code HAPPIER. That's greatjones.com, promo code HAPPIER.
2: Hello, and welcome to HAPPIER, a podcast that gives you ideas for how to build happier habits into your daily life. This week, we'll talk about why you should make a running list of your favorite things and how you can know yourself better by reflecting on a one-word or one-phrase theme for the year. I'm Eleanor Rubin, a 12-year-old, normally in New York City, but right now I'm in Kansas City visiting for the holidays. I'll be popping in throughout this recording session a couple of segments with my mom and my aunt, and I'm going to give my try-this-at-home suggestion. And I'm Gretchen
1: Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, and human nature. I'm also usually in New York City, but right now I am in KC, too, with my daughter Eleanor and my sister, Elizabeth Kraft, all here in one room in a studio in beautiful Kansas City.
0: I'm Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer, usually in L.A., but right now I am also in Kansas City. And yes, Gretchen, we're recording early in Kansas City because we wanted to get in a studio together along with Eleanor.
1: That's right. (laughs) We wanted to take advantage of all being in the same place. So before we jump into Eleanor's Try This at Home, we wanted to say some people have already started posting to our Instagram Hashtag happier podcast with something that makes them happier every day. So be sure to join in on that for January in 2018. It's super fun. And tag us on Instagram. I'm at Gretchen Rubin. And what are you on Instagram? At Liz Craft. At Liz Craft. And the hashtag is Happier Podcast. So every day, post something that makes you happier or helps you keep your good habits. That's tons of fun. And also, in episode 149, uh, Elizabeth and I talked to Roz Chass, the legendary cartoonist and author, (laughs) and she made such an impassioned case Mm -hmm. for the happiness-boosting potential of the ukulele that I bought a ukulele ukulele as a present a chris's present and eleanor here give us some ukulele stylings
2: okay
1: <laughs> there we go oh baby you could learn to play our theme song on the ukulele oh, that, that would, would be, be, great. be cool okay that's that's going to be very advanced
0: yeah <laughs> there's been a lot of ukulele strumming and <laughs> mom and dad's apartment the last couple of days it's the the melodic tunes the ukulele i
1: believe that eliza told eleanor to stop yuking (laughs) so that could be a theme for 2018 is the ukulele so thank you ross chast uh we are heavily going down your try this at home tip (laughs) um so eleanor this week give us your try this at home tip
2: well my try this at home tip is Keep a running list of all your favorite things. Um, and I've been doing this for a couple of years, maybe like three or four now. And um, I've just found that it's really helpful. And basically, you just any time that you think of like a song or a book, or a movie or even a place that you visited, just write it down in a little notebook. You could write it down even on your phone. I don't do that for some reason. But I have a couple examples from when I started it, which is about three years ago. Yeah. Uh, pushing, which is like a little cartoon website of a cat that i was really into for some reason mango which is still my favorite fruit regina specter and Sylvanesso, which are two musicians that i was really into but now i'm not um daniel pinkwater and ross chast and daniel pinkwater is kind of like an absurdist author that i really love and ross chast was on the podcast 149 <laughs> and i still really love her and uh, graphic novels, which I also really liked. They're pretty self-explanatory. And um, it's just, it's kind of fun to look back on what I used to like. And it's kind of serves as a, as a time capsule to just see all the fads that I went through. Um, yeah, and it's also useful just, you could also make lists of you know, mine is just want something that you like. But you could also make lists of, you know, things that you hate if you keep forgetting that you hate mayonnaise, like me. <laughs> you could write that down so you'd always remember or things that make you laugh or things that make you sad. Um, and, yeah, it's just generally really lovely. Also, it's good for Christmas lists. I tend to uh-huh. go blank on what I like. So it's kind of good to flip through that and be like, oh, maybe I'd like a pushing stuffed animal or a Roz Chast book or something like that. And, uh, yeah. Uh,
0: well. What I love the idea for me is writing down restaurants that I liked because I feel like we always go blank. Yes. Like you say, you just go blank on something. It's like, what restaurants do we like? If I had a list of restaurants I liked in different neighborhoods, even different cities, that would be incredibly valuable.
1: No, because somebody will say like, oh, let's get together for lunch in XYZ neighborhood. Is there a place you like? And you're
0: like, I can't think of a single place. Yeah. So that would be super great.
2: Yeah. You could even write down like websites or links to a video if you're going that deep into it and it's just it's really anything that you like or whatever you choose the list to be about and it could you could make it like a vision board as well. Mine is just kind of like a messy list but you could have it like a bulletin board with all kinds of Pinterest-esque ribbons and flowers, if you like. Or
1: or it seems like some people, when they make lists like this, get really into, like, using different colored markers for different colored things. Like, restaurants would be in red and songs would be in blue. And and some (laughs) people get really into that kind of bullet journaling aspect of it. I'm, I'm kind of with you, Eleanor. I mean, you just use a black pen and a notebook... And that seems to be enough for you. But some people, I think, really take pleasure in even just the visual expression of a list like that would be itself be fun for them.
0: But it really is like a diary. I mean, for someone like me who doesn't keep a diary, because just that'll, like you said, if you go back and say, oh, five years. Yes. I loved, you know, um, the movie Lady Bird, yeah. then it'll just bring back all the memories of that time. Or like we spent
1: yeah. hours discussing Game of Thrones over Christmas <laughs> in 2017. It's like, oh, yes, oh right. <laughs> like, <laughs> that's right. Because um,
2: yeah. sometimes a diary is a little bit too much to do. I started one and I felt like I just couldn't keep it up. It was too much to try to write even like a paragraph every day because sometimes you just don't have the energy. But it doesn't take much energy to write down like a single bullet point in a random notebook. I mean, you yeah. could just do that anytime.
1: Um, well, this, this is why I have my one sentence journal where like, and this is like a journal actually that you can buy if you're interested in doing this, where you write down one sentence because like you say, even a paragraph feels like too much, but one sentence feels manageable. So I'm really into these like non-traditional ways of keeping memories because they're easier it's like well maybe you're going to do a pinterest board or maybe you're going to do you know people have all different mechanisms that they use but this is a great one and also one of the things research shows is that one of the great ways to make yourself happy in the present is to reflect on happy things in the past. Mm. And this is a way to remember things. You're like, oh, I don't, completely forgot about how much I love Daniel Pinkwater. You know, sometimes you yeah. forget. And, you know, maybe if you don't, if you check the book out from the library, you wouldn't even have a visual cue of like, oh, there's my book of Daniel Pinkwater. So you sort of forget about it. And then you, when you see it memorialized, it reminds you just of that pleasure and that happiness that you experienced in the past. Or, Oh, I, yeah. So it's it's a memory aid in a very happy way, as well as being kind of a guide for the future.
2: Yeah. It could be like a, as you said, kind of like a vehicle for nostalgia as well. Yeah. Yeah, because that's, you know, time capsules. And if you have it for as long as I've had, you look back on some pretty random things.
0: <laughs> would it be great? <clears throat> I'm sorry. On a practical level, it would be great in terms of gift giving, like, If Eleanor could look back and say, oh, when I was, I'm just thinking about like Jack, oh, when I was eight, I loved these books. Yes. Because I feel like once your child gets past ages, you totally forget what they like. Like if I have to get a gift for a four-year-old, I have no idea what a four-year-old likes. Yes.
1: Or like even with like, okay, so we gave Jack Roald Dahl's George's Marvelous Medicine because somebody who has a child that age was like, oh, my kid loves this book. Yeah. Yeah. But but I didn't re- I didn't remember what Eliza and Eleanor liked as eight-year-olds. Yeah, year olds. yeah that's a great point. It,
2: it rang true. He totally loved it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah, Eleanor read him the whole book, which was
2: very good. <laughs> One day.
1: <laughs> very good cousin. <laughs> yeah, it was a very, very successful <laughs> thing. Uh, so Eleanor, when did you start this? this? For years, it's just in a notebook and you keep um, it kind of sporadically. How long have you been doing this?
2: Well, I think I started in fourth grade, I'm in seventh grade now, and I think I started when I was nine. So about three years ago, because my friend just gave me a notebook, and I didn't really know what I was going to do with it. It's so small, so I just decided I would start doing that. Well, that's another
1: thing. I feel like I have all these gorgeous notebooks that people have given me, but I don't have enough uses for notebooks. So, this would be a way to make good use of a. We
2: just have a giant basket of random notebooks in a closet. So, maybe you can use one of those. Yeah. Well, I
0: just have to point out that the obviously the lists and the note taking runs in the family. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Eleanor got that gene
2: from (laughs) (laughs) me. I definitely
1: did. Well, let us know if you do try this at home and how keeping a running list of your favorite things works for you. Let us know on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. Drop us an email at podcast at GretchenRubin.com. Or as always, you can go to happiercast.com slash 151. This is episode 151 for everything related to this episode. And I will definitely include an image of Eleanor's favorite things lists.
0: And our segment would not be complete without this list of favorite things. Raindrops on roses and whiskers on kittens. Bright copper kettles and warm woolen mittens. Brown paper packages tied up with strings. These are a few of my favourite things. When the dog bites, when the bee stings, when I'm feeling sad, I simply remember my favourite things
2: and then I don't feel so bad. Does it really work? Of course it does. You try it. What things do you like?
0: Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply.
1: And now, Elizabeth, it is time for a happiness hack, and this
0: one comes from you. Well, it kind of comes from Eliza, actually, your other daughter, because she got us all to do this, which is to do an escape room. Yes. as a fun family activity. Now, before Eliza
1: introduced us all to this idea of escape rooms, we had no idea what they were. So, what exactly is an escape room?
0: Yeah, so it's you go to a place and they usually have several different options like prison break or um Stage bank coach. robbery. Yeah. Um and you go in into a room with a group of people and you just have to escape. They lock you in. Kind quotes, of, they don't really lock you, can you get out. Yeah, <laughs> um, and there's, they just leave you there, and there's clues all over the room, and you have to figure things out. And clues lead to keys, and then you can unlock something. And in whatever you unlock, there'll be another clue that leads to another key or whatever it may be. And um, it was just real. It, it's so engaging. I yeah. mean, you just the second you're in there, everyone is just on high alert. <laughs> you have an hour. Yeah, one we did, we one had an hour. hour.
1: You could get clues too. So if you got stuck, we had to we we, were, we we had to ask for clues. It is. It's just super. It's it's really a fun, and you know Jerry. I think it was Jerry Seinfeld who said there's really no such thing as fun for the whole family. But this was really. I mean, Dad went and Jack went. So we had a huge span of years. and uh... everybody was running around. Jack was totally into it. He yeah. unlocked things. Dad found an important clue. We all found clues. Yeah. Um, We all worked together to try to solve the puzzle.
0: Um, Now, I I should say we did not escape. (laughs) Yeah, we did not escape. We failed to escape. We were (laughs) close. We were close. Well, sort of close. But even though we failed, we still had a great time. And then the game master came in at the end and he walked us through how we would have escaped, um, which was satisfying. Yes. So I felt like we got the full experience.
1: But the reason that this is a hack, I think, is that sometimes when you have a big family group, it's hard to think of what would be what's something that everybody could do together that would be fun. Yeah. Um, and because uh, some things are really fun to some people, but they're not as fun for others. And this was something where I was surprised at how everyone was enjoying it equally. And it was something we were all really sharing. We were all really collaborating. We were all running around like tickets with our heads cut off yeah. in this little room. <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's a good thing just to know about. it is not cheap. Yeah. Um, but if you're looking for like, it was sort of like our, the afternoon of the day after Christmas activity. So it kind of shaped the whole day. So it, it served that function of being the the fun thing that we're going to do as a family today.
0: Yeah. And I would say also is it's super fun for the whole family, but also, I mean, I could see Adam and I doing this with another, yes. like two other couples and then going to dinner. Yeah. You yeah. know, it's just like a fun cause it's only an hour. Yeah. It's not and then it's not like going to a movie where you're just sitting there. You right. know, you're actually talking and 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 engaging. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah. And so there are tons of these. I mean, once Eliza pointed them out, like in New York, there's tons of options. Here in Kansas City, we've been to three different ones over the years with um
2: I think there are about 15 now. They they keep growing and growing there more and more. Yeah, yeah, go, it's oh, a hopefully.
1: it's a really popular thing to do. It's it kind of sounds a little bit scary, but it's not because you're like locked in and um, but it's very much like puzzle. It's like it's like a pu- solving a puzzle. Yeah. It's that fun. So. And just
0: one final comment I want to make is that you may think this doesn't sound fun and it's not for you and you don't want to do it because that's exactly what I thought. <laughs> and I just <laughs> went along to be a good sport. Yes. And I loved it. And I'm like, I want to do another escape room as soon as possible. Yeah, so. it's
1: more fun than it. it yes. So, that so was a good
0: thanks thing. to Eliza for introducing us to this hack. <laughs>
1: And now we're going to switch gears to a know yourself better. And one way to know yourself better is to ask, and this is a question we've asked before, but it's such a helpful know yourself better question. We're posing it to ourselves again this year, which is what is your one word or one phrase theme for the year? And this is a great know yourself better question because whatever you would pick shows you a lot about yourself and what your most important aims are for yourself. And that's a strangely... That is something where it seems like that would be very obvious, but I think sometimes just in the in the tumult of everyday life, you can sort of forget about like, well, what where am I really wanting to go this year? So this is a good exercise for that.
0: Yeah. So Gretchen, last year your word was repurpose. Yes. And other times you've had upgrade. You've had lighten up. Yep. Good word for you. Yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> good phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Analysts, what are some of your highlights from previous years?
0: Uh, I had free time one year. I mean, that,
1: that was a good one.
0: Style two thousand, I think <laughs> back in two thousand <laughs> that didn't go anywhere, unfortunately. Um one year I had hot wheels, and that was the year I finally got a car in l a. Yeah, novel because I was going to write a novel and I wanted to do novel things. Yeah um, that was half successful. Um, last year it was home because we were as discussed doing so much renovation on our house,
1: yeah. This is really interesting because for both of us, some years have been more successful than others. It's not, it's not, these are aspirational themes. They're not necessarily things that get 100% executed, I would say.
0: So what's your theme this year?
1: My theme for this year is delegation. And we sort of foreshadowed this because in episode 144, we had to try this at home of um, be willing to delegate. And that, that really got me focused on delegation uh, because I talked about those three questions that I came up with. Um, does this task need to be done at all? Is this task something that only I can do? And would delegating this task help me fulfill my mission, my larger mission better? And I just realized I really need to get better at delegating. So I decided that is my year theme is delegation.
0: Yeah, you spend a lot of time doing things that take away from from your other work.
1: Yes, yeah. So, so I'm going to figure out like a lot of different ways to, to delegate more. Um and how about you, Elizabeth? What's your th- what's your one-word theme for this year?
0: My theme isn't a very fun one this year. Mm. It's not as fun as free time or <laughs> Hot Wheels, but it's control. Ooh. Cause I feel like I've just been careening around like my you know, I'm a type one diabetic. I feel like my A one C, which is my important number, is not where I want it to be and I'm not on top of it. Yeah. Um, I wanna lose weight. Like I just wanna get control over you know, just everything in my life. And I want to feel like I'm not just like with school, like I'm not just like, wait, what's this week? What, you know, it's free dress day on Thursday. Oh God, let me plan for that. You know, I want to be on top of everything. Right. So that I just, I think I'll actually feel more relaxed if I'm more in control.
1: Well, it's interesting that you picked this because when you look at the happiness research, one of the factors that makes people, that contributes a lot to how happy people are is how much control they have, especially over their time. Um, And that people who feel in control, especially control of time, are very happy. Like, if you look at it in comparison to like, does having money make people happier? Well, it's really having control. And obviously sometimes money can buy you control because it's like, you can. You don't have to buy something on sale. You don't have to wait. You can just get it now. Um, so those things are sometimes linked. But this idea of just feeling like you're, you've got, you've got your life. Um, you know, you're driving things yourself. Maybe you know. I
0: should hone this though to self control. Like, to me, it's really more about self control.
1: Oh, that's an it. it inter- is about
0: you know what I mean. C- control
1: generally. Yeah. Self control. Well, you know, I have to say, as an upholder, like that is like I love that like the idea you know that one of the mottos for upholders is discipline is my freedom and so the idea of improving self-control to me does sound as delicious as as, uh, free time as maybe as killjoy as that sounds um
0: So we'll see how I do. I think um, I think I'm in a headspace, you know, to make it happen. Oh, that's good. But you know
1: what I think we should do? So you and I for our 18 for 2018, we posted them. And I feel like that really helps to seeing it. So I'm going to write my okay. word in like big bold letters on my on my computer, because I feel like if I see delegation every day, it's going to remind me to constantly Ooh. have that discipline to think delegation.
0: I'll do that, too. Yeah. And what was fun, Gretchen, is Christmas dinner. We sort of went around the table and everyone revealed their word <laughs> for the year, their
2: theme for the year. Yeah. yeah. Um, and it was really fun. Eleanor, will you tell us your word? Uh, mine was dedication because I feel like it can be applied to every area of my life uh, like my friends, my family, and my schoolwork. Um, what were some other ones? I know Eliza's was comfort. Uh, yeah.
1: She- comfort
0: and involvement.
2: She yeah, had like a she average.
1: had she had an A word and a B word. Yeah,
2: she wanted
0: to yeah, feel as comfortable at school as she feels at home.
1: And she wanted to like really she's been working a lot on being involved and she wants to stay very involved. Yeah. So that was good.
0: And then Jax was funny. Jax um, was TNT. And I said, oh, it's like you're blowing up the door on a new life. And he's like, no, I literally want to blow things up. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
1: Well, it's funny because this is a good know yourself better for other people. You help know them better because it's like a little insight into their inner psychic processes. So that was a very fun exercise to do as as a family. Mm -hmm.
0: And, you know, Gretch, we got an email from our listener, Zoe, who had a great idea about how to keep your word forefront in your mind, which is, she said, you can get a piece of jewelry with the word engraved on it. She said, like, Etsy. So there's a lot of um, Etsy shops where you can buy a piece of jewelry and have it engraved for not that expensive. I think that's a great idea. I shouldn't do that. That would be good. It's so unlike me. It is. But it's good to do things that are out, you know, outside of the... Box. Yeah. Flashback one, to your so. year
1: of novel. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, and I think this is a good know yourself better exercise because as you move forward into 2018, you want to think about like, well, what would really move the needle for me? What would really make me happier? And I think it's easy to be reactive and just like going through life dealing with what comes your way and to be pushed around by other people's aims or desires or to do lists. And this is another way we've talked about lots of ways, but it's another way to sort of keep your eye on what is it that you want for yourself. And that's very valuable because your life is going to be happier if it reflects your values, your interests, your your aims. And this is a way to stay focused on your own aims and not just get dragged into other people's aims.
0: By the way, Gretchen, we have, um, for you know, Sarah and I host Happier in Hollywood, and yep. we have a Facebook group. And uh, in our Facebook group, people have started putting their words. Yeah. Um, so I've been reading those and being very inspired by them. But I have to say my favorite word anyone has had Ooh. is breakthrough. Ooh. Breakthrough.
1: That's a good word. I don't
0: feel like it applies to me this year, but I'm just waiting for the year where I'm like, breakthrough (laughs) is my word this year. Oh, that's great. Well, yeah, I can't wait to see
1: what words people pick. We've done this in years past, and it's always super interesting to see what people pick. So let us know what word you pick if you pick a one word or one phrase. You can also have a phrase like Hot Wheels. Sometimes people feel like it absolutely has to be one word. No, you can do a phrase if you
0: want. Coming up, Eleanor and I are going to give a joint gold star to someplace in Kansas City. But first, this little break. Okay, Gretch, it's time for demerits and gold stars, and you this week are up for a demerit. So my demerit
1: is driving-related. Elizabeth, I know you feel my pain because we both are—neither one of us like to drive. You drive all the time now because you're in L.A., but I don't drive much in New York at all. And one of the things—I'm always like, but when I'm in Kansas City, I'll drive every day, and that'll like get and keep me in the habit mm. of driving— but I have only driven twice when we were in Kansas City, and so I give myself a demerit because I really do feel like it's important for me to feel like, yes, I do drive. Yes, I feel comfortable in a car because I am a fearful driver. Um I wrote about this a lot in Happier in Home, and for a while I was driving in New York, but I'm not really driving in New York very much anymore. Driving in New York is hard. So, I, don't,
0: I would never drive in New York. Um,
1: But driving in Kansas City is easy, and I've only done it twice, so... That's you still
0: have, like, a day. Maybe <laughs> Maybe you can squeeze in some driving. Yes, I'll just
1: go up and down Word Parkway yeah. for, for two hours in both directions. <laughs> yeah, get that in. Um, but so that's that's my driving-related demerit. But so take us up with a gold star, also Kansas City-related. What's your gold star? Yeah,
2: Eleanor, do you want to reveal our gold star? Our gold star uh, for today is Winston. Yay! Yes.
0: Yes. Winstead's, I know we've mentioned it several times Many on the podcast. Times. We did a live recording Oh, that's right. Winstead's <laughs> yes, a couple years did. ago. Yes, um, It's a burger joint, I guess is what you would call it. It's been around forever, and it has these very flat, skinny hamburgers that are the best hamburgers on the planet. They're delicious. But
1: can I just say... We are huge fans of the television show Parks and Recreation, and in Parks and Recreation there's this miniature horse named Lil' Sebastian, and everybody in Pawnee, Indiana is like the most gigantic raving fans of Lil' Sebastian. And so one character comes in from the outside, Ben, and is like, I just don't get Lil' Sebastian. Everybody else is like,
2: what are you talking about? Lil' Sebastian is the best. (laughs) Lil' Sebastian made his debut at the Last Harvest Festival in 1987, and he was an instant phenomenon. So what am I missing? What's the deal with this pony? He's not a pony, man. He's a mini horse. There's a big difference. Well, then why is he so
0: famous? Does he do something? What does he do? Son, this horse has an honorary degree from Notre Dame.
1: And uh, Last night, Jamie was like, I really don't get the thing about Winstead. I no, am like, really? what are you talking
2: about? It's the greatest <laughs> thing of all time. I said to him, you picked the wrong place to add in your opinion about Winstead. <laughs> yeah, <what he> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yes, Elizabeth and I have trained Jack, Eliza, and Eleanor to have the proper reverence.
2: Yes,
0: and they also have this great thing: if you eat there, you can order a skyscraper, which is a giant sundae, and they sing and play the tambourine oh, yeah. across the restaurant as they, um, you know, as they bring you your skyscraper. Yeah. Yeah,
1: so gold star So thank you for
0: Winsteads. And I have to say, Gretch, Winsteads has tweeted me before. Oh, my gosh. I'm always like, oh, my God, Winsteads tweeted me.
1: I'm so excited. Yeah, oh, my gosh. Oh, I'm going to have to tweet them, too. Well, that's it for this episode coming to you from Kansas City. Remember to try this at home. Keep a running list of your favorite things. Let us know if you tried it and if it worked for you.
0: Special thanks to our guest, Eleanor Rubin. Yay! Also, thanks to our producer, Kristen Meinzer, and to Adelia Rubin, who you'll all be meeting um, in upcoming episodes, our new producer. Yay! Also, thank you to Neil Simpson, who's helping us out with our recording today, uh, who's exactly 1.4 miles (laughs) away from Winstead's. (laughs) And as always, thank you to Andy Bowers of Panoply. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Twitter and Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Elizabeth Craft on Twitter, and on Instagram, I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com.
1: And if you like this show, as always, you know what I'm going to say. Please be sure to tell a friend and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts. The resources for this week, you can remember to sign up for my monthly newsletter where I have links and resources and images and any kind of fun things, little bonuses that I send out. I'll put a link on in the show notes for happiercast.com slash 151, or you can just email and just put newsletter in the, in the subject line and I'll know to sign you up. And you can also sign up for the Moment of Happiness. That's a nice thing to start the new year. It's a Every day, I will send you a happiness-related quotation to start your day right. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. And I'm Eleanor Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and upward.
0: If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know.